And uh, we uh, are happy for him as he moves on his broadcasting career. He joins uh, some former broadcasters that have moved on. Ryan uh, Marine is uh, with uh, the Indy, IndyCar. IndyCar racing, traveling all over the world. And uh, Ryan Mayer before him is with ES, with uh, CBS in New York. So uh, congratulations to all of them. And well, high school football last night, a wild scene. You were at the Marquette-Escanaba game. I was at the uh, probably the craziest ending. Of, of all the games last night. I mean, there were a lot of good ones, but uh, that Marquette-Escanaba game is going to be uh, one I'll definitely remember. Pretty oh, wild one. Overtime. Yeah, 36-35. Um, it was... You know, it was a be- it was Marquette had the lead and it looked like it was secure, and then Escanaba came back, and then there was just the last two minutes of the fourth quarter, and then into overtime. It was just, it was just wild. It was actually a fun game to write about, too. And we'll hear from uh, Coach Dave LaHillier later on in the show as uh, we talk about that one. And we'll be also hearing from uh, Dion Brown from the Gwynn Model Towners with their big victory. And it was a shame with this new conference alignment, it was a non-conference game for them. Yeah, it's uh, the Westpacs kind of made things kind of wacky. Uh, we had, uh, I mean, Ishmael Westwood, wasn't that a non-conference game That was too? non-conference, yeah. Yeah, so, I mean, it's... It's a little screwy. People might not be used to it quite yet, but, uh, you know, in time, I think uh, it'll catch on. So let's go over the scores. Uh, last night in overtime was Marquette defeating Escanaba 36-35. to Gwynn over Hancock 22-21. It was Westwood uh, losing to Ishpeming 44-36 in a wild one. And, of course, Nagani had the, uh, the, the forfeit victory over Manistique. Yeah, it was uh, Nagani now 2-2. Two and two, And... Uh, you know, Westwood two and two, Ishming still undefeated, um, Marquette's at two and two, Gwyn's undefeated. It's kind of a interesting mix right now around Marquette County. You know, what's kind of nice is having the having really good games, close yeah. games. You know, yeah. the, the, the blowouts. You know, it, the blowouts don't do anybody any good. No, I mean when when you have blowouts, it's even kind of hard to talk about because it's you have to make it interesting when the game was over like by halftime so it's it it makes it kind of tough and i think from interviewing all these high school kids it's like they don't like blowouts either cuz it's like you're by halftime it's like you're still trying hard but it's like it's the game's already in the bag so it's like well <laughs> you know what i mean and they're kind of they're they're playing towards playoffs yeah I mean that's the focus. Uh, as as long as you get that postseason berth, that's really all that matters. I mean, I've had even basketball coaches I talk to, and they'll be like, you know, as long as we get in the playoffs, all that matters to them. I don't care if we go like <laughs> two and thirty or so in the regular season, as long as <laughs> as long as we win in the playoffs. So, so we'll be hearing from uh, Dion Brown from the Gwynn Model Towners. He'll be our first coach up on the hit parade here uh, this morning on the ESPN UP Coaches Show and. Uh, he'll be calling in. We'll talk to him. And uh, just across the board, good games last night. Uh, some other scores around the area. It was uh, a non-conference. Well, uh, Sault Ste. Marie beat Lincoln Alcona 2 to nothing. Yep. How did that one happen? Uh, safety. No, uh, I don't think that's accurate. <laughs> um, from when I found out the score is, I think they won by two touchdowns, Sault Ste. Marie did. So I don't know what happened there. New scoring system they post. It's uh, <laughs> two for two touchdowns over yeah. zero for zero touchdowns. Yeah, so, uh, but yeah, Sault Ste. Marie, uh, nice one for them. Uh, 
I'm, I'm not sure what happened there, but uh, the score I got last night was that Sault Ste. Marie won by two touchdowns. So. Okay. Iron Mountain over Norway, 35-7. Yeah, um, Iron Mountain. You know, people were talking last night, is Norway was Norway a pretender? Because everybody else thought that this was going to be, you know, a team that was really going to contend, and they got pounded by Ishming and then by Iron Mountain, who, you know, people were also wondering, you know, how good they were going to be. So it's almost like, even though it's still early in the season, teams are starting to separate a little bit. Um, you're seeing teams that are maybe for real this year and maybe teams that are getting get in the playoffs, maybe. so. Lance over Munising, 20-6. to six. Yeah, um, we got that call last night. Uh, you know, Munising, you know, coming off a big win, um, I thought maybe they'd, you know, have a little more this week against Lance, but uh, the Hornets came out on top. Uh, but final Munising, they're going to be back. They bounce back pretty well. So, uh, Bark River Harris over Gogebic, 7 yeah. 6. <laughs> I, I don't know a lot of details about that game, but I imagine it was either a defensive affair, which would be fun to watch, or it was kind of an offensive <laughs> a disaster, maybe. I don't know if I want to go that far, but like it's just a struggle, maybe offensively. And, and here's a score, uh, kind of a blowout. Well, it is a blowout. 43-6, to six, Calumet at Western County. The yeah. Calumet wins. Yeah, Western County was uh, also supposed to be one of those teams that people are thinking, oh, maybe uh, Westpac champs, that kind of a thing. But uh, this Calumet just looks like a force right now. If I had to choose, right in, in the conference right now, I would say Calumet and Ishpeming are pretty much the top two teams. Um, I think you could put Gwen up there. They're four and zero, but I haven't seen Gwen play live yet, so I don't really want to put too much of a judgment on them since I haven't seen them play in person. But uh, they're undefeated, so they're obviously really good this year. Just kind of all kinds of new situations with the mid pen <laughs> being eliminated and going to the West Pack. Yeah, it's uh, you know I know fans weren't exactly thrilled with how the NPC kind of fell apart and moved to the West Pack, but uh, I think it's. An interesting setup. The coaches are responding well to it. I think it's just great because every team gets nine games now instead of trying desperately to fill space. So I think I think it's a good thing in the long run. You do lose some rivalries, though. Yeah, you do. I mean, the Marquette Nagani one kind of went away, and uh, you know, um, you're only allowed like two. I think non-conference games, which even though you used to play this team in the same conference, so it's a little wacky there. But you know it. The rivalries maybe aren't as heated, but you still get to play each other sometimes. Big crowd last night at the Westwood Ishpeming game at Westwood last night. They were they were lined up eight deep on the track, oh, really? surrounding almost halfway around. You know, the... I, I've been to a couple of Ishpeming Westwood games, and uh, you know it's been packed, but I don't remember an eight deep kind of thing. I remember the stands were packed, but well, you'd remember if you bought a fifty fifty ticket because the winner got thirteen hundred sixty bucks. The oh. winner got that. Wow. I, uh, you know, one time uh, I think my my uncle was at a UND hockey game, which you're well familiar yeah. with. That team ended up getting a fifty fifty, and it was like more than a thousand dollars too. So, I mean, big payday for that person. Yeah, big payday. I don't know if they gave half of it back. In that tradition, <laughs> you should give half of it back yeah. to the booster club or the school or yeah, whatever. Yeah, so, somehow like sneak away with a little extra cash yeah. or something. But good to see, good to see the crowds out there. What a wonderful night of weather. Yeah, I mean, it was well. 
I had mixed feelings on it because it's like it was it was nice for a period of time, but like for a good stretch of it, like when the sun started to go down. But like at the beginning of the game, the first quarter, everybody's sweating. You had the coaches are going over the fountain and they're getting drinks of water like every couple of minutes. Um, so after, I always thought if the coaches are desperate to get drinking water, that means it's hot. So, uh, speaking of that way. speaking of coaches, we should expect Dion Brown here as uh, he'll join us now and put him on the. Dion, are you there? Yes. Congratulations on your your big victory last night uh, and uh, in your round last night uh, over Hancock, twenty-two to twenty-one. Yeah, thank you, thank you, appreciate it. Was it hot there as well as it was? Oh my too? God, it was about eighty-five. No wind, just sort of like one of those Florida nights. Ugh. Florida. Yeah, it was horrible. Maybe we have Florida in the UP now. <laughs> it was bad, man. So t- tell us about the, the game, how it developed for you. Uh, well, we took uh, 14, I think, the seven lead. Um, halftime, we were 22-21. And then after that, it was just a defensive battle. We drove down to, like, the five, got a penalty. Then we got moved back to, like, the 15, had a fumble the second half. Uh, they made some great defensive plays. We made some great defensive plays. We was uh, the second half without Tucker Taylor, who had a monster game, monster first half. Uh, and, and we was down Austin Forbes, who was just, I mean, he couldn't play uh, offense. So, yeah, and another defensive back, too, as well. Uh, but defense played great down the stretch. D-line played huge down the stretch. stretch. Chapman and Bachner and those guys. And we got to stop at the end. But, boy, that's a tough team to defend because they do a great job of getting guys, um, every guy out in the route in that post-down offense that they want. Dion, how's Tucker doing? Is he going to play this week, you think? Or? Yeah, he's going to play this week. Uh, just, uh, he hit the funny bone and the elbow, I think oh, it was. Okay. It didn't swell up or anything. It was, just, it was just hurting him real bad. So ain't no point in the risk of him. You know, he still got a long season. Um. So, um we just told him ice it, and they put a, a little swing on him, and he set out the second half. You know, you told me you're going to introduce everybody to Danny Holmes. Did he? Did you introduce him last night? Yes, Danny had a great game. Danny probably had the best game. He didn't score a touchdown, but I think he caught um, uh, a few passes. He had some great runs out of the jet sweep action that we run for him. So he's he's, he's doing he's coming along and played a great defensive game. Probably had about eight solo tackles. Because he played outside linebacker for me, so Danny played great. So he's definitely been introduced. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Great slot wide receiver for me. Dan, how do you like the new Westpac? You're four and zero. Maybe you like it a lot. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> I love it um, because, I, like I said, it's parity. It gives every team great parity. You know, um, it's just. It, it, everybody has nine games. Like you ain't searching for a, a team that's uh, 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 like an eight or nine game um, season where you you got to fill your roster. I mean, fill your uh, your schedule. So I mean, I'm I have no problem with it. And plus, I feel like that you know this this is great for the UP as well because it's almost like you're giving everybody uh, an opportunity to win. You ain't in a conference where you playing. A, a glass stone with like seven, eight hundred kids, or you know your out of conference games with Kingsford and all you know bigger schools. So I think it's great parity for everybody. 
Dan, you're four and zero right now. Do you feel like you've team has met the expectation you had at this point? Uh, yeah, because <laughs> a lot of people don't even understand that. You know, we lost Krulik and another a few other kids that transferred, and everybody was like, "Oh, well, you know, it's typical Glenn." But no, that ain't uh uh-uh. uh. You know, these kids work hard each and every day, and they people need to recognize that. You know, I'm not going to let them fall on their face. Last year, I told everybody we had great issues. It wasn't really too many injuries or anything like that. We just had some kids that just didn't want to go to school and do their work. Now those kids are back, and um, and, and it's showing. It's paying off. So the culture is really good at the program. Yes, yes, that too. <laughs> <laughs> what, what are you expecting this week? Uh, another a, a grounded out game, you know they 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 uh you know I was just reading an article and um a few people were texting me back and forth, you know they they gonna play hard, they gonna play hard, they gonna play tough. Totally is a we, we scrimmaged them this year, um so we know what what to expect from them. I got a few stems on them, so I mean it's just one week at a time. That's what I tell these guys: one week at a time. You know, don't look at nobody's record, don't look at our record. Just one week. Tell them enjoy this one. Then Sunday when we break down film, you know it's on the hope. That's how we look at it. And they're gonna play hard. Uh, they gave uh, Lakeland Hubble all they could ask for. Like a lot of people thought that Lakeland Hubble was gonna go in there and just run them out of the stadium, but they showed some resiliency. Um, I heard that they spread it out a little bit more than what they usually do, and they're gonna be a tough opponent for us here at Glen. Hey, Dion, when you approach this Westpac season, when you're playing teams that maybe you haven't played uh, often or ever, is it similar to getting prepared for a playoff game where you don't really know your opponent all that well, you got to learn more about them? Yeah, um, and, and the one good thing that I've had, like I was saying, I think it was Thursday I talked to you, uh, by playing Hancock, I've had films on Lake London and like Ogilvy and Colton, so... Uh, I was able to just store those films away. So when the season started, I had, you know, film on them. And that allowed me to break it down a little bit little bit more. Uh, I seen the schedule when it came out. So I was like, all right, okay, I got film on Lake Linden. We've been playing Hancock for four years. We scrimmage hoping. So um, I was, I, I just prepared myself and said, hey, all right, okay, this is how we're going to approach this, this season and these particular games. Because the MPC teams, you pretty much, pretty much know, like the back of your hand. So, but yeah, it, you approach it like a playoff game, and you approach every game like that. There's no easy game really on your schedule, is there, Dion? No, it, it, it's not. It's not. And I tell the guys that, like, you got to prepare for everybody because you never know anybody can come in and beat you. Anybody can beat you. Um, you look at, like I said, you know, you look at Holden, and they they're one and three. But they play some really good opponents. They play Westwood. They play um, they play Iron Mountain. So they play some really good teams. Some really good teams. So we got to be prepared. How's Austin doing? Austin is doing good. He uh, just I think he just sprained a knee. It, we iced it on the bus ride back, and he said he was feeling a little bit better. So that's a good team. And Tucker's feeling a little bit better. So we should be okay. So you're healthy now. Yeah, <laughs> a lot, lot better than last year. <laughs> yes, last year you know I was, I was traveling with 13, 14 kids. 
because, you know, it, it's always important to play the game. I don't like four sets. I mean, even if I would have played with 12, uh, had to bring up another JV kid, I would have. I would never, you know, forfeit any game. Um, you know, because how, how my approach might be different from a lot of these coaches, but, hey, you win, you win, you lose, you lose, and you have a good season, and then you go on to the next. That's how it is with me. Um, any thoughts on the season right now? Do you anything you need to really improve on? Do you think? Um. Oh man. Uh, just being more consistent on both on both sides of the ball. Uh, I feel like I drive star sometimes here and there doing the uh, doing our game. But other than that, I mean, it's just being consistent, offense, defense, special teams as well. Because we gave up a kickoff return yesterday for a touchdown, so we got to improve on that. Just continue to get better each and every day, every day from Sunday to Friday, just get better. So, Coach, how does it feel to be 4-0 and two wins away from the playoffs? Uh, I feel good. I feel really good. Uh, it's just the hard work, the dedication and the sacrifice that these kids putting in, you know, each and every day. Like I tell everybody, we lift weights too out here in Gwen, and it shows. And they have weights that, that get lifted. <laughs> man, every day. <laughs> well, Coach Deion Brown, the Gwynn Model Thomas, congratulations on your victory last night, 22-21 over Hancock, and you move on to play Houghton next week. Yep, thank you. Appreciate right. it. Thanks, Coach. Deion Brown, the uh, head coach of the Gwynn Model Towners. He's got to be in a good mood right now. Yeah. <laughs> at least it sounds that way. <laughs> yeah, you know, you look at trying to get six wins to get into playoffs, and you're 4-0. and oh, you got to feel great. Yeah, I mean, it's... It's not easy to get those six wins. I mean, if you get to five, then you have to play the waiting game to see if you get in. So everybody wants to get to six, and they're almost there. Just need two more. Uh, I I give kudos to Gwen. Uh, they've been down for so long, and then the last couple of years, they've started to come together as a program. So it's good to see other teams. You know, there's always these traditional powers around the UP, but uh, Gwen's an up-and-coming program. I think they're going to make some more noise. We'll take a break and come back with more on the Coaches Show after this. You're listening to ESPN-UP. Welcome back to the ESPN-UP Coaches Show. Here's Blake Froling. Market Big Boy presents the famous Slim Jim with a twist. The Turkey Club Slim Jim features slow roasted turkey breast, bacon, and Swiss. The Italian Slim Jim features lean ham, pepperoni, and other Italian delights. The Veggie Slim Jim has red pepper hummus, feta cheese, mushrooms, cucumbers, pepper rings, spinach, and more. On the burger menu is a classic Big Boy, but also the Ohio Big Boy with signature Ohio burger sauce. The West Coast Big Boy with red relish and mayo. The Barbecue Bacon Big Boy and Fully Loaded Big Boy US 41 Marquette. Econo Foods is proud of its student-athletes that play for their schools and communities. They see their work ethic not only on the field of play, but also in their stores throughout the Upper Peninsula. The combination of academics, athletic skill, and a willingness to work hard makes them winners. Econo Foods salutes you. Sports and athletic competition bring out the best in our communities, and we want you to know we appreciate your efforts. Good luck this year to the Redmen and Red Head coach Scott Sergio Patriots. The Model Towners, the Hawks, the Mustangs, and all the parents and fans. Head coach Scott Sergio <laughs> joins us now in the in the broadcast. And Scott, the uh, the game was was wild. 
is uh, I, I explained to Dave Bowes that in hockey terminology it was loosey goosey the yeah. way it, it just was all over the place. That start, great start for you at fourteen nothing. Yeah, it, uh, we started off, and I don't know if I don't I don't know what happened to be honest with you. I'll have to watch the film, but um, we had two big mistakes. We had a punt return, um, and then Ashton threw the interception. The kid was wide open. Um, We've practiced that only a couple times, so I'm not going to fault Ashton for that. That's on me. That's on me. Big game situation like that, and uh, I'll take the blame for that one. Ashton had one heck of a game for us. He's a great kid. There was there was a lot of strategy on both sidelines for you guys. It, yeah. the, the, the halftime must have been just wild, trying to figure out what's going on with this thing. No, it, it really wasn't. I, I knew what Jeff was doing. He knew what I was probably <laughs> doing, and, you know, unfortunately, the, they stopped us, and... Uh, we couldn't stop them, you know. We, we couldn't stop. I mean, they were just running right, ice right at us. And, you know, I'll be honest, it, uh, nothing makes me more mad and uh, nothing makes him more happy. But it's the opposite. We want to do the same thing on our end, you know. It's, uh, it, uh, we want to run ice and want to run slant. And uh, we weren't, uh, you know, we were able to do it tonight. We just weren't able to stop him. And uh, it, um, I don't know. It, I'll have to watch film and, and kind of see. And what, what they're running, you know, right, right, right over the guard. And, uh, that shouldn't be happening. So we'll have to take a look at film. Eric Anderson had a, a whale of a start to the game, made some good plays throughout the game, and uh, you had to be happy with that. Yeah, Eric Anderson's a great kid. He is. He's uh, came up with us last year as a sophomore. Uh, been doing great as a junior. And, uh, you know, I told our kids after the game, you know, they got to start believing in themselves. I I don't know if our kids really believe tonight. I, I, I just I did. I felt a sense of just... I get the nervousness part, you know, but I just, I didn't think they believed in themselves tonight, you know, at first. And uh, it took a little bit, you know, and I was really gra- glad that we made that, uh, you know, made that score in the beginning of the game and got the ball rolling. I think that kind of loosened our kids up a little bit. So, do you, We talked during the broadcast about what a learning experience this is going to be prepping if you get to the playoffs and having faced this and maybe maybe the kids believe then a little better. Well, I sure hope they do. I think uh, I think I got a good ball club in front of me. You know, and we almost beat a great football team. I mean, you know, it, uh, uh, we did. I, that's a team that's going to contend for a state championship in Division Eight more than likely, um, you know. And, uh, it, uh, yeah, it was tough. It was tough. Nathan Beckman, basically on one leg out there. I can't say enough about the kid. He's unbelievable. I, I, I got on him for it. There was a fourth and short, and I probably should have punted. I was just worried we were having a little trouble stopping him. Uh, they had a little trouble stopping us, too, you know, and uh, – um, he just made a bad read. You know, we, we run the option, and the uh, end came down hard. He should have pulled it. And uh, um, But, uh, you know, he's going to make mistakes. He's a kid. And uh, I got him on, him on him pretty hard for it. And tell you what, I'm not even – and I'm, this is absolutely no lie. Uh, when I was – when he comes back and scores that touchdown, I, and I'm not lying to you, I'm not trying to be dramatic or anything, I had tears in my eyes because I love the kid. I really do. He's uh, – He's one heck of a kid. He really is. He's going to go on to do great things. You, Playing on a sprained ankle, hurt. Yeah. We didn't even think we were going to have him tonight. So did you have to do anything special with that ankle other than just wrapping it? No, that's all we can do. So it's just you know, guts. Yeah, it's, just, it's probably just an absolute agony and pain. He hasn't been able to run on it all week. He was, he's been uh, uh, um, in a boot all week. Unbelievable. So it was a 44-36 to 36 victory yeah. for Ishpeming. But, you know, what do you take away that you can use down the line? To beat a great team like that, you can't make any mistakes. 
You just can't. You got to limit your mistakes. You know, uh, it's it's fourth and I don't know what it was, 13, yeah. and we don't get a stop. Uh, we get a punt return when our punt has been great all year. Our punt coverage has been great all year. You know, yeah. and uh, you know, and we throw the interception for running back for a touchdown. I don't understand where our guys were and things like that. You know what I mean? I gotta I gotta go and watch film and we just kind of let up at times. You know, and. Uh, had to be really hot down there. It, I feel bad for the kids. I really do. I was a little bit surprised. A uh, little bit surprised that uh, the refs didn't stop the game tonight for water breaks. It was it was pretty humid and pretty hot. But yeah. uh, you can see your spring kids cramping up. And I, I bet you, if it went any longer, our kids would have started too. So. Yeah. So it was a great effort. The crowd was unbelievable. Yeah, it was a great atmosphere for our kids. And you know, hopefully, we can start bringing this rivalry back again. And it, uh, you know, we haven't beat them since 1998, and you know it, uh, it's even longer. But you know what? Just, we got to try it again next year. That's all you can do. You know, you just, you know, you got a Hall of Fame coach across two miles down the road, and uh, they got some good kids down there. And you know, it's uh, that's what you got to do. You just got to keep battling and working out, and go from there. Now you turn your attention to Manistique if there is going to be a game next week. Yeah. There's no more Monday or Tuesday on that. And uh, can you? Well, I guess you don't know. What do you do? It's your. It's in their court. Yeah, I'll be honest. I was a little disappointed that we called Manistique, and uh, they said they're not going to let us know till Wednesday, Tuesday or Wednesday. And um, you know, but hey, it is what it is. That's that's their decision. Um, you know, and, uh, but what can you do? You know, Scott Sergio, head coach of the Westwood Patriots. Thanks for your comments tonight, and good luck coming down the road. Thanks, Tom. Yeah. So. Tom August with Jeff Olson, head coach of the Ishpeming Hematites and coach a 44-36 victory over the Patriots last night. What a wild start, 14 nothing Westwood. Yeah, you know, and you, you got to give our kids credit. You got to give wet, you know, you got to give everybody on field tonight credit um, and the coaching staffs. Um, you know, we we got down 14 to nothing. We were making every mistake in the book, and um, our kids bounce back. You know, and you hope your kids have resiliency. You know, you practice hard so they can with you know they can withstand um, you know some negative things that happen in their life. You know, not only on the field, our kids did that, and then you know we got a lead and they came back. And then we had that resiliency to keep going. They got a lead. They, they, then they get the momentum back, and our kids had that. Both teams had that resiliency. I'm just so happy for our kids to make you know, the plays that they did when they had to. When they had to be physical, they did. And uh, you know, it was a great win for us. Sometimes you know you get out front of a team really early like that, and sometimes unexpected with some plays like that, and then you wake up the other team. And did did you get woken up with those two scores? Well, I think so. You know, I think so. But you know, we made some big plays too. You know, a punt return for a touchdown, a long run, um, interception for a touchdown. Those things don't happen all the time. So you know, you just hope for kids to make plays, and our, and our kids did that. You know, somebody. You know, you always say next man up. Somebody make a play. We did that. Once we finally got back to where we tied it up, got a little bit of a lead, then we could start doing what we wanted to do. And I thought the second half, when everybody was dead, everybody was tired, we were cramping up. Um, I don't know about them, but I know our guys were coming off the field with cramps. We still were able to control the football and, and score when we needed to. Congratulations on the win tonight. Yeah, thanks. Appreciate it. Jeff Olson, head coach of the Spring Hematites. They win 44-36. to Big win for the Hematites last night. A lot of atmosphere there. Yeah, um, I've seen Ishpeming play only once already, but they're uh, they're just really fun to watch. A uh, lot of speed, a lot of skill. Um, you know, last year I think they were hit so hard with injuries. Um, I think you really didn't get to see 
the real Ishmaeling team because seems like a starter <laughs> was out every week and they're having to bring somebody up. But uh, this year, so far, you're seeing what they can do. So first play from scrimmage last night, Westwood's lined up and uh, Taylor Delangelo is at quarterback. Mm-hmm. He's in the he's in the shotgun. He gets the snap. He takes one step forward as if he's going to run up the the middle of the gut, and he steps back. And Eric Anderson runs out for a pass, and nobody covers Anderson, and it's a toss over the middle, and away he goes for a long touchdown. Yeah, uh, Westwood has the ability to do that. They got a lot of talent, and that's just a great play all around. I mean, you, you want to jump out early on a team like Ishpeming, maybe put them on their heels, and uh, they did early on. That's definitely what they tried to do. Then you kind of woke them up. Like, oh, yeah. like I asked Jeff, you, you know, like you, you punched <laughs> yeah. him in the mouth. Yeah, sometimes, you know, in the first quarter, teams might be a little sleepwalking because, you know, it's just, it's high school. They've been going to school all week, you know, Friday night. I mean, as amped as they are for it, I mean, they're still probably tired. They've been putting in practice all week, and it's it's been really warm. So it's maybe a little slow start, but sometimes you just need, like, that quick punch to the face kind of just to get you going and uh that's what got Ishmael going and then it became kind of this dogfight to the end and so Ishmael is four and all in the season and uh westwood goes to two and two mm-hmm. so the, you play out you start getting a little nervous don't you yeah maybe a little it's it's kind of for me it's a, a bit of a surprise i knew Ishmael was gonna be better um than what their record was last year. A lot of that was just injuries. Um, and then Westwood, I thought, you know, was just kind of just have this dynamite year. And they've, you know, they're 2-2. Two and two. It's a little unexpected, but they're still a good team. There's still time left. You just need to get to 6. Bare minimum, get to 5. <laughs> and then you play the waiting game. So there's still still a lot of time left to get it done. I still think Westwood's just a really great team. Um I'm hoping to see them at some point this year. It just hasn't worked out in the schedule. Well, Scott Sergela said in the, the pregame, or the not the pregame, the preseason comments about uh, they're going to have a good team. The record might not show that, uh-huh. but they're, they're, st- they're going to be a good team. Yeah, I, I, part of me wonders if it's just because the Westpac and how the, you know, the conference is, because technically uh, Westwood is in the, the copper class or the bigger class, or what I guess whatever division you want to call yeah, it, <laughs> the copper, the copper. Yeah, um, but they're in the bigger, you know, division. The copper divisions, the bigger schools. So, um, you know, you wonder since they're facing bigger competition if that's going to play a role. And uh, I don't know how much of it that has, but you know, that's a factor that come into play maybe. I'll tell you, the, the team speed on Ishpeming is really right. something to see. Yeah, the, they just there's so much skill there. I mean, Gavin Sundberg's a great quarterback. Um, you know, they got some good wideouts. Uh, Hunter Smith, <laughs> that, that kid can really put on a show if he can be Drake Sundberg as a fullback. Um, you know, when I've talked to Jeff before, he's got this uh, – he called it a four-headed monster. I called it three, and he insisted, no, it's four. So it's a four-headed monster he has in the backfield. Everybody can run the ball well. Um, you know, Matt Trawick, you know, he's good there. I mean, Logan Krulik, you know, is just an all-around good lineman. I mean, can play good defense, can play good offense. I mean, they're a, they're a stacked team. You know, do you look at them as, you know, is this like a 2013, 2014, 2015 state championship kind of team? I'm not sure quite yet, but they're definitely a team that's can go deep in the playoffs if they can keep playing at the level they are. And they've got a big line. Oh, yeah. Huge line. Yeah, I mean, that was a couple of years ago. The concern was the line. Um, but, uh, 
you know, they've definitely come come together the last couple of years. I think uh, it's it's hard to find a glaring fault really with Ishming. Like some teams at this point might have like an area that's standing out. Like here's a a point you can attack as an opponent opposing coach but there really isn't one that stands out with this for me i was impressed with hunter smith the way they'd, they'd send him in motion he'd come across the backfield and they'd, they'd snap the ball to sunberg to gavin sunberg and he'd either either give him the ball or hold it himself and man he would start with a with a running head start yeah. look out yeah i mean hunter once he gets you know once he gets in the clear he's pretty hard to stop um but yeah they're just they're an all-around good team. I don't know if you saw the blocking, but from when I saw when I saw you know when I saw them in person, Ishming's blocking was just really effective. Like guys would hit their spots like right just at the right time, and the backs would come around and read the blockers good, and they ended up get, getting a lot of yardage on plays. You know how big Ashton Bergman is for Westwood as yeah. a running back, oh, yeah. a big kid, big strong. He he hit the hole once, and he was mad. I think it was Owen Morton from Ishming met him, and uh-huh. and he drove him back. A little bit. Yeah, <laughs> it was like a stunner. Like yeah. there's some big hits, big yeah, collisions. Yeah, they uh, they can definitely bring it. Uh, it's not just their skill players; they can hit hard on offense and defense. And Jeff's got one of those. You know, a lot of their kids have to play both ways. You know, it's just how Ishming's size of their school is. So you got to be good on both sides of the ball, and Jeff does a good job of that. And you wonder how much a difference it would have been had Nathan Beckman been more healthy yeah, than he you, was. You wonder that a little bit. Uh, you know, because he's such a he can affect the game so well with his speed and he can run the offense well as quarterback. But uh, I, I think that hurt a little bit, you know, with him not being at a hundred percent, but Hey, still got a touchdown. <laughs> Despite uh, uh, being um, amazingly, I, I don't know that he was 80%. I'm not sure if he was 60% with, with that bum ankle and he, he outran everybody for 77 yards. Yeah. I mean, it's just, I don't know if hard to describe how fast Beckman is. The fact that even with a bum ankle, he can still take off and outrun that many people. So I think, you know, Nathan Beckman's probably one of the fastest guys in the UP. Um, there's only, I think, maybe like a handful of guys that could maybe be faster. You know, what I what I watch, because we, we cover the Westwood team, um, I remember Scott Sergio's first time playing Ishpeming, and we talked about it on the broadcast last night, how they got, they got hammered. It wasn't even close. And he came up on the air after the game and said, you know, I've got good kids here. We're learning, but we aren't going to be better from week one to week two noticeably. We're going to get better in the summer, yeah. lifting weights. And at the time, he said there were three or four kids that were pretty good about lifting weights for Westwood. And that's turned into, I, I bet it's 95 or 98% of the kids, including all the different sports, girls and boys at Westwood that are involved in their weightlifting program. And you can notice a difference. Yeah, you have to, you know, and Scott's been preaching that and a lot of the basketball coaches too, you know, because you need to be strong. You need to, you know, you can't just rely on your speed. You got to be able to do other things. And uh, Scott's done a great job with that. Uh, you know, it's interesting how Westwood's program was. You wonder, you know, are they going to get in? Are they going to be just on the cusp, you know, before Scott took over? Are they going to get those five wins and get in? Because when, when I moved up here, that was the Westbrook program I was used to. But Scott's really turned it around. They made a deep run last year in the playoffs, and uh, they're definitely po- they're definitely poised for a good run, I think, in the postseason. Um, I think they get in. I, I think they're too good to not make the playoffs. Interesting year. comment, though, that he made that he doesn't know that the kids believed. Yeah, that was a little uh, – I, I was a little surprised to hear that. Uh you know, because they're so good talent-wise. Maybe they just, I don't know, <laughs> nerves maybe, I, you think? You know, I think you can get get into maybe a situation where if, if you just 
pick out the rosters, if you print out the two rosters and just look at the size, the heights and the weights and all that, you can get discouraged. You can you can think, well, oh, there's no way we're going to beat this team. Yeah. But, you know, he knows that you can. Yeah, is it just – or maybe it's just because Ishming's kind of had Westwood's number for all these years and you're mm-hmm. wondering, you know, is this the year that we finally break that streak? I don't know, maybe it was an intimidation thing, but – you know, they fought their way through it. I mean, it was really close game. Um, just came up a little short, I think. But they're going to be fine. They're too good of a team not to make the playoffs. Yeah, it was, it was a fun atmosphere last night. A huge crowd. Big 50-50. And, yeah, and the kids pay off for that guy. We had some breakaway runs last night, too, from the sidelines. There were some little kids out there got away from mom. And <laughs> one, one heading for the end zone. Yeah, well, <laughs> everybody mom. wanted to play football last night. Oh, they were all, all a part of it. And it was just a great atmosphere and, and great to see. And so uh, we'll have more of that. So we'll take a break here and come back with more of the ESPN-UP Coaches Show. We're going to hear from Scott um, uh, Jacobson from uh, Nagani and uh, come up with that after this. Here at True North Federal Credit Union, we want to teach kids how to save responsibly right from the get-go. That's why we offer the Kirby Kangaroo Club to ages 0 through 12. The Kirby Kangaroo Club teaches kids how to save responsibly by offering them a punch for every $5 deposited into their account. They can then redeem those punches for fabulous prizes. We also offer the Claim Your Youth program to ages 13 through 17. The Claim Your Youth program teaches teens how to save responsibly by offering prizes for net deposits into their account. It's all available at True North Federal Credit Union. Member NCUA, Equal Housing Lender. Welcome back to the ESPN-UP Coaches Show. Here's Blake Froling. Thomas Dunson here for ESPN-UP, now joined by Paul Jacobson, coach of Nagani. How you doing today, coach? I'm doing fantastic, thank you. Good to hear, and got that forfeit win tonight already, so week four, getting a little bit of a bye week. How you feeling about that? You know, a little bittersweet. You know, uh, you you want to you want to play games. Obviously, there's uh, you know that's what you work for. Uh, you know, throughout the week and throughout the season is the is that Friday night and uh, you know a missed opportunity, uh, win or not, it's it's a missed opportunity. And you know, I kind of kind of wish we had a game, but you know it is what it is. And I understand the predicament that Manistee is in right now. So um, yeah, it just gives us some time to kind of kind of heal up a little bit here and there, and and you got some mid season kind of always here and there. So. You know, we're able to do that and then also kind of look ahead a little bit to uh, the next week's opponent. Yeah, got Ishpeming, a little bit of a big game there. Uh, they are, I believe they are 3-0 and at the moment. Mm-hmm. Uh, they've got that matchup against Westwood tonight. Just, uh, well, you got, well, we got you here. Might just uh, want to get some opinions from you. So that Westwood and Ishpeming matchup, Westwood at 2-1 and right now, Ishpeming 3-0. and what uh, from an outsider perspective? What are you thinking of that game tonight? Man, you know I, <laughs> I'm still contemplating whether or not I'm going to that one. I, I uh, me doing that, or I'm going to sit in a tree stand somewhere looking for some bear. But <laughs> hey, I mean, either one of those uh, never a bad idea. <laughs> no, no. So it's bear hunting or football. So I, I might have to lean towards uh, maybe going up to Westwood there and watch the English Westwood game. You know, um, Scott Sergio obviously uh, uh, is a Jeff Olsen protege. Uh, you know, very similar offensively and defensively. Um, yeah, I think, you know, you got two good teams. Westwood has been young forever, and all they have those young guys that are now seniors. And, and the same thing's true with Ishpring when they, you know, they're skilled kids with the uh, Somberg kids and, um, you know, Trey Wick and Hunter Smith. And, you know, they bring a lot of, 
a lot of uh, uh, developed skilled kids that are seniors now too. So it's gonna it'll be an interesting matchup for sure. Yeah, Westwood being a little bit plagued by injuries right now. You know, quarterback down right now. Their backup quarterback, if you can even say it's a backup quarterback, he is almost injured as well. So uh, you know, it, it's sounding a little bit rough at that quarterback position. So. I mean that could definitely change that matchup a little bit here and there. <laughs> no, for sure, for sure. And I don't know, you know, I know, I know Serge pretty well up there, and who knows, you know, uh, we'll have to wait till game time to see if Beckman's a go or not. But um, yeah, I expect, you know, you got two two uh, teams that I think are physically, defensively, uh, that are pretty solid up front, both teams. So yeah, it should be a should be a good head knocker. And also for games going on, we got Escanaba facing off against Marquette. You know, Marquette getting a little bit of a tough start to their schedule there, having to head down state play against those uh, Traverse City teams. What uh, what are you thinking about that game over there? You know, Escanaba, very good opponent, and uh, Marquette just getting that pretty convincing win against Sault Ste. Marie. So. Right, right. The Marquette skills, no question about it. You know, um, Ethan Marish is, is, is one of the better ones in the UP right now at receiver, and um, you know, he showed that last week at a big day against Sioux. You know, we saw Escanaba, um, and we scrimmaged him early this season, and they had some pieces of the puzzle. Now, I, I think a 2-1 and one and uh, a couple impressive wins, we'll see if they can put those pieces together or not. But, um, you know, pretty solid uh, team as a whole, Escanaba was. So uh, we'll have to see what happens with, the, with that game right there. And we're also going to continue on with some more good games going on. We got Gwynn at Hancock. Hancock is, uh, I believe they're pretty new to the conference, aren't they? You know, with with the formation of the Westpac, you know Hancock ended up being in in the, in the um, I don't think you call them the copper of the air, and the the bigger the two divisions, and and Gwyn's in the smaller. But Hancock's got some athleticism. You got the Solani boys that that gave us fits last week. Um, you know, I was looking at him. You know, you talk about dual threat quarterbacks. Um, you know, the quarterback Solani is 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 one of the better ones I've seen in a while, and uh, throws throws a good ball. He's he's solid. He's 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 big for. A, for a quarterback, and his brother can catch the heck out of it. You know, very, very good athlete. So you know, I, and an OD on you know, you know, Coach Brown over in Gwen there. He can get he can get his team ready, and has done a tremendous job of what he's had there. And um, you know, the Aho kid tore it up last week. Uh, you know, I know they're kind of again, you know, Dion coach with Coach Olson up in Ishmi for a little bit. So you got a little bit of protege there. So you know, they're going to be solid defensively. You know, and come downhill and three yards in the cloud and a cloud of dust, but. Yeah, that'll that'll be another good one. We'll have to see what happens there. I mean, personally, I may uh, I may have to go ahead and say I'm leaning a little towards Hancock here. I mean, I'm from the Hancock area, and Dollar Bay co-ops with uh, Hancock for football. So you know, I, I know a lot of the guys on the team, and uh, right, right. You know, it was a, a little bit of a tough one for me to listen to last week when you guys got him right at the wire there. <laughs> well, I, it was it was it was good. It was a good game. It was it was a fun game to be be involved with. Absolutely, got my blood pressure going up a little bit. I don't like him that close, but. Uh, yeah, the Slani kid made made some great plays and, and kept him in the ball game. Just when we thought we could we could pull ahead, you know, and um, yeah, they came out good defensively. They had some some good twists for us defensively. That uh, I think right away in the first half or second half came out of the locker when we were up seven. Uh, thought we could, we could muster up a good drive and get up fourteen points. We could you know we could uh, maybe maybe close the deal, but um, you know they responded well defensively and, and came down with whoever had the ball last and. And that was fortunately us. Yeah, yeah, that was you guys. So, you know, hats off to you. I, I can't be too upset. Uh, my days of football are long gone. So, uh, <laughs> you know, more power to you guys. Last game I wanted to just touch on a little bit here is Calumet at West Iron. Both 3-0. Calumet still, they're uh, they're also one of the newer faces in the West Pack, aren't they? You know, it's, it's, it's awesome watching Calumet come through because, 
every year it seems like they have the same type of names, whether it's an Urkula or, I mean, the, the names just keep coming and coming and coming. And, you know, I don't know if there's just a, just a couple families up there to keep reproducing, but um, it's always the same, the same type of names. And, and you only get the same type of kids, you know, blue-collar kids, tough kids. Um, the coach Brody down on West Iron, he's he's got those guys going. I watched them uh, on film briefly this year, and uh, big solid team, you know. And they're gonna they're not gonna uh, you know do anything fancy. They're just gonna do what they do best, and that's come downhill at people and uh, another smash mouth football game for a Friday night. Good need just uh, I I personally haven't heard a lot about West Iron. You know, like you said, you watched some film. I've just heard a couple of things here and there. Just wanted to get, you know, maybe a little bit of a hot take from you. You think they can give Calumet their first loss? Oh, man. You know, I, it's going to take a – I think Calumet's solid right now. I really do. It's going to take a, a, a tremendous game out of West Iron and their athletes in order to, to pull it off. But who knows? That's why you play them on Friday night, you know, and, you know, and may the best team win. Yeah, it's the best night for football, right? Yep. All right. Well, that's about all the time we got for that. Thank you so much for joining us here. Excellent to talk to you. Get you know that little bit of an insider perspective. Uh, <laughs> always appreciated. Any uh, any closing remarks? No, I'm just looking forward to, to a beautiful night here and a Friday night. I mean, the, you know, the sun, you don't get too many fall get fall days like this. You know, the leaves are starting to change, so you can smell it in the air. It's it's football time. Hey, well, if it isn't football time and you end up uh, looking for the Bears, stay safe and uh, snag one, would you? All right, we'll do. All right, thanks for joining us, Coach. As Paul Jacobson uh, joined us on the, uh, the the ESPN UV Coaches Show uh, yesterday, and uh, he's out bear hunting. Yeah, I uh, I know a lot of coaches up here go deer hunting. That's he's the first coach I heard that actually goes bear hunting. Bear stew would taste pretty good. Yeah, I I've never had bear. But uh, I, I've been interested in trying it. It's, I, I didn't even know. I mean, maybe because I've lived in so many different places. I guess it just bear hunting just never clicked into my mind. Um, but it's bigger than I thought it would be up here. But that's Paul's the first coach <laughs> that I know that actually goes bear hunting up here. Well, he's enjoying the days. So, yeah, exactly. Uh... You know, it's if you don't get to play on Friday night, you got to find something to fill space, and at least he's doing something fun. Yeah. And so it was a big night of high school football. We'll take a break here and uh, be talking with Dave LaHillier coming up from Marquette, their big uh, overtime victory over Escanaba. You're listening to the ESPN-UP Coaches. Dave's Collision in Ishpeming specializes in scratch and dent repair as well as other major collision repairs, including metalwork, painting, and collision-related mechanical work. Dave's uses quality Exalta paint to ensure a clean, shiny, color match finish. With over 26 years of experience, Dave, with the help of his qualified staff, has the knowledge to restore your vehicle to pre-accident condition. Make the right decision. Choose Dave's Collision. Call 485-1211. That's 485-1211. Eagle Mine is a proud supporter of local high school sports. At Eagle, safety is our number one priority for our employees and our community, and especially for our children. With school back in session, that means sharing the road with school buses. Be alert and ready to stop when you see a school bus when overhead lights or warning lights are flashing. Let's all do our part to protect our children by keeping them safe. This message is brought to you by Eagle Mine. Back on the ESPN-UP Coaches Show, and it was a big night in high school football last night, Ryan, and... uh, I don't know. What was the game of the week for you? <laughs> um, there are a lot of good games, but probably the one I was at. Uh, it's uh, Marquette and Escanaba. That's a classic. Um, it, you know, it's just one of those games that you're Speaking at. Speaking of classics, let's yeah. break in here. All right. 
I think we got Dave LaHillier on the Dave, line. Dave LaHillier, are you there? Coach? Yeah. Okay. Yep. We're All just fun. about to talk about your game, but you can probably explain it better than we can. Ryan oh, Stieg was there. I'm not sure if I can. <laughs> um, well, Dave, I asked you this last night about the game, and uh, you're talking about going for two. Just You debated about it, but ultimately you decided to go for it. Yeah, I think, you know, like I said, we had to, that was really going to be our, our stuff. We had you know, a good discussion that, uh, before the overtime about what are kind of the plays we wanted to run. And, uh, you know, we know we wanted to get to uh, the ball of Brady and the down Chiefs, and that had worked pretty well throughout the game. And, uh, you know, as I said, if we pick up about four or five yards, we'll come back with a play of the second down play and uh, have a chance to bust it. And uh, it worked out the right way. With We actually went away from Ethan. Ethan we went, uh, had twins receivers away from the play. And, you know, they kind of doubled it all night. So that's kind of what we thought was the, the process. And, you know, we're kind of going back about the other about the two-point conversion play. If, you know, the roll and roll the same play ran to Ethan, but they just saw that on film for the week before. Um, so, you know, we were, we were happy with the call and obviously happy with the way it uh, resulted. How excited were the kids were when you decided to go for two? Well, it was they wanted it. So it was like, uh, let's go for the win right now. And, and uh, like I said, we... We, we knew we had a good play called with, with the defense that they had been running and how they've been doubling Ethan the whole time. So we knew we had a good shot of uh, being successful. And I asked you about, like, just overcoming that adversity. You know, Eski had made that big comeback. You know, what did it take for your kids to just overcome that? In the oh, end? exactly. That's, just, that's the, the most proud I was of, of our guys. Of, you know, we could have folded because we, you know, we gave up two scores in the, in the fourth and then obviously a good a fourth and ten, and, and that was, you know, the one thing we didn't do a very good job of in the, in the second half was getting off the field on defense. We had, they converted, a, you know, three or four third and longs, and, and they completed, you know, two fourth and uh, fourth and longs, and uh, that's, you know, you got to be able to make those plays in the fourth quarter and get the ball back for your offense, but uh, like I said, I'm just so proud of the results that we filled and, um, you know, made the plays in, the, in overtime when they really counted. No, Brandon as a quarterback, you know, he really showed some leadership last night. That's what I noticed. Uh, exactly. He, you know, he made some big plays. Like I said, they were they were doubling Ethan. They were changing their coverage a lot. Um, you know, so he had to uh, had to go up to you know his second and third reads lots of times, and um, especially the one he had the huge scramble. You know, in the in the second quarter where you know they doubled Ethan on the post on the play we had scored a couple you know a series before, and uh, you know found Adam Jencheck for a, a big uh, big conversion on a, on a third down. So that was just huge. Um, so I guess, yeah, he's gotten better every single day. Super smart young man, you know, works his tail off and everything and uh, every day in practice. And, you know, he, uh, he deserves all the accolades he's getting because he, he puts the time in for it. You know, you, you guys jumped out to that lead. Uh, what was your game plan to kind of jump out that early? Well, <laughs> that's kind of a, I guess, a, a great scenario in terms of how to start. We, you know, we scored on every possession. We had the ball in the first half. We moved the ball really well. Um, you know, converted on those on, on the drives that we that we had, and you know we were just playing really well. But we told them at halftime, you know, SQ's been a, a second half team the whole year. They were down thirteen nothing to Petoskey and, and came back and beat them. You know, they were down against Detroit and then in the second half came back and beat them. So, you know, we told them you better be ready to go because they, they play for some reason they they don't start very well, but they play great in the second half. So, you better be ready for it. And it, it, it came through again of you know doing the, the, kind of the same mo. But like I said, the best thing is that our kids responded at the end when they had to. You know, at this point in the year, you're two and two, Dave. Um, not, I mean, it's not the record you wanted, but you feel good about how your team's playing right now. You know, I, I really do. Like I said, we we were really banged up at the beginning. 
beginning of the year, we're finally getting some guys back. Um, maybe might get Drew back next week. I'm not sure. He's, he's getting closer. Um, but just the way our team is playing, our you know that this is we finally have a, a similar lineup at least for two weeks in a row, which was, was kind of nice to have. Um, so you're not moving guys in positions on you know every single week, and they're going from an outside backer, inside backer, and a safety to a corner, and a, we moved our fullback to center. So it's just you know. Now they get a couple of games in the belt where they're actually playing the same position for two weeks in a row. It's kind of nice. And um, like I said, as long as we can uh, continue to do the right things on, on both sides of the football, I think we're going to give ourselves a great shot every single week. Team really confident right now after this win? I think so. Like I said, you know, even even those first two weeks, you know, watching film, they they saw a lot of good things that we did. You know, we moved the ball well. We just didn't capitalize. And, um, you know, like you said, that was kind of our early MO some of the last things we took it off the, off the field on, on third down in defense. And when we did that really well against the Sioux, we made a punt. We, you know, the score was what it was in the first half against us. We got off the field on third down and made a punt three or four times, you know, three times in the first half. Um, but the second half, we, uh, we could do that as well. And our guys were tired by the end. We've got a lot of guys that are going both ways. And, you know, it was 85 degrees all last night before game time. So, but uh, like I said, I'm really proud of the way our guys responded at the end because we made the plays and we had to. What are you expecting from your next opponent? Uh, Petoskey's going to run a double wing. They're, they're going to try to run the ball about 90% of the time. Uh, they want to control the clock, control the ball, limit your possessions. Um, you know, they had a great battle with, uh, with Escanaba, and Esky came back and beat him at the end. Um, so, you know, really, for the rest of the way out, whether it's Petoskey or Kingsford or Kingsford, you know, Menominee, all, all, the rest of our games, it's going to be, you know, similar to what you saw last night. There's, there's all of our teams are pretty well evenly matched, and uh, it's going to come down to who executes the best, uh, and it's going to end up getting winning the game. Anything like really glaring you want to work on in practice at all? Well, you know, like I said, going back to the week two and, and what happened last night in the second half against Esky, is, again, we got to do a better job of getting off the field on the third down. You know, first and second down, I thought our guys went really well. We, you know, put them in third long situations, and uh, but both weeks, you know, week two and four. The quarterback made made the plays with their legs, and we, you know, we kind of talked about in the pregame show of you know number eight for Esky last night. He, he's done that all year for them. You know, he's a third year starter. He's, uh, he moves the ball really well with his legs, and he can, he can put the ball in the money. You know, throwing the ball, so he's a tough, difficult to uh, to defend because he can he can beat you both ways. If you think pressure, you know, he, he went back and forth between bringing pressure and just trying to play coverage and. You know, when we brought pressure, he seemed like he got out of it and, and made a big play. And when we sat back, he was able to kind of pick us apart a little bit. So, um, you know, we've, we've kind of gone through that with two, or actually three of the four quarterbacks who just put excellent runners and throwers. So, hopefully, uh, the next guy's a little bit more of a pocket guy. He's going to keep it through his legs also. Hey, Dave, as a, as a coach, you got to manage the expectations of the fans and the players and the ups and the downs and everything. Is it is it hard to was it was it hard to turn your kids around after getting beat early in the season and then uh, having the success in the last two weeks? You know, I, it goes back to the things that we didn't do well those first two weeks. You know, obviously we played two great teams. You know, they're, they're both very good. Um, but like you said, watching the film with the guys on, on Sunday. It, they recognize the things that we're doing really well. And if we can continue to to improve upon those things and keep doing those things well, you know, you'll give yourself a good chance. And then just kind of fix the mistakes, like I said, of getting off on third down and taking care of the football. And when we do those things, we, we look pretty good. So, um, you know, the thing is they weren't, you know, too down after those first two weeks, even though we didn't play as well as we should have. 
because they saw on film that when you do the things the right way, we, we look good. And if we can do those on a consistent basis, you're going to give yourself a really good chance every single week. Dave, I'm also noticing that every kids are stepping up. It's not like the same kids every week. Everybody's trying to contribute. No, and that's what I said last night. You know, Ethan obviously had a big spark early for us and, and made some great plays, but, um, you know, Adam Jenshak had five catches. Colin uh, Hicks had four or five catches. Um, you know, Robert Apple ran the ball really well. Brady Wrightson run the ball really well. Um, our offensive line was fantastic in pass protection. We really only had two bad sacks. We, you know, um, out of all the pass plays, every you know, every other one, they picked, picked the blitzes up really well and did a great job of foot protection. Um, and the same thing with defensively. You know, we had a lot of guys that really stepped up and, and made a lot of uh, big plays in key situations. So, um, you know, again, that's uh, a good thing of, of having guys play in the same spots for a couple weeks in a row and getting similar reps. Um, but, you know, again, when you're, when you're a confident team, you, you play much, uh, obviously you play much better. And I, I think that's where we're on the, on the right track of, of doing those things done. But you got to be feeling good after Friday yeah, night. Yeah, exactly. Well, that's kind of what we said in the huddle on, uh, after, uh, after week three. I said, hey, it feels a lot better getting the W after, uh, after a long, hard-fought game and, and uh, especially last night, you said, just the way we finished, and it was great for the great for the kids, and actually great for our crowd last night. It was great to see all the all the high school students who were at the game supporting their their classmates and all the people on the hill. And again, that's what it's all about: is a Friday night having everybody in the town come and watch you play, and you know, come up with a big W at the end. It's nice that you brought the nice weather too. Oh, I'll take that. Well, it's a little bit a little bit warm for the big guys. I, I don't mind the warmth, but the uh, linemen don't like that as much when it's. Uh, when it's that hot and humid, but I'll, uh, I'll take it. And like I said, it's a beautiful Friday night and brings everybody out. Um, you know, that's the way it's supposed to be for high school football. Well, Dave LaHillier, thanks uh, for joining us this morning. Congratulations on your 36-35 overtime victory over Escanaba. has got to feel good. Yes, it does. Thanks, guys. All right. Thanks, Dave. Dave LaHillier of the Market Redmen. Big win. Yeah. I mean, he's got to be feeling great. And uh, just... It was a classic game. It was back and it was, you know, at the start, you know, Marquette got after the great lead. They were up at the half. They were up 21-7, and then they build at 28-7. You're maybe thinking in the stands, oh, this is, you know, Marquette might have it at this point. But Eski kept chipping away and just slowing home and came in at a great night. Uh, Eski's quarterback, he... He found his holes. He may have not found them in the first half, but he found them in the second half. And uh, he really brought them back. And, it, Mark, you know, you're wondering if Marquette was going to fold with each, uh, with each little points that, kept, uh, that they kept getting back. But they kept playing strong. Um, they remember Kasky threw a, threw a pick in the closing minute. So you're wondering, oh, you know, Eski's got time. Are they going to be able to get the win here? But Marquette's secondary stiffened up. I think they forced three straight incompletions, went to overtime, and then you got the classic ending. So, so we have the ending of a thirty-six, thirty-five overtime victory for Marquette. Yeah, it was. Uh, it's hard to top that with a uh, with game coverage. I mean, it, it was a fun one. I mean, I've covered a lot of fun games, but this is definitely top five. I would say. Okay, so we'll take a final break and come back with more on the ESPN UP Coaches Show. Are you looking for a new vehicle with a payment that fits your budget? UP Catholic Credit Union is here to help. The Payment Saver Program is a low payment alternative to a traditional loan or lease. It offers lower monthly payments, no down payment, 
and a flexible loan term that ranges from 36 to 72 months. It's a perfect fit for anyone looking for a vehicle five years old and newer. Call UP Catholic Credit Union or visit us online for more information about the newest, easiest way to be in the car of your dreams. Tom Bogish and Ryan Stieg in the ESPN-UP studios wrapping up the ESPN-UP Coaches Show. Let's go over the scores one last time in the area. It was Marquette over Escanaba, 36-35 to 35 in overtime. It was Gwynn defeating Hancock uh, up in the Copper Country, 22-21. And Manistique uh, forfeits their game with Nagani, so they get the, the win there. And then the uh, barn burner we covered here on ESPN-UP was Westwood losing to Ishpeming, 44-36. So still looking for their first victory since 1998. But uh, great night of high school football. Yeah, Westwood will get it. It's going to happen. <laughs> you know, don't give up hope there. So, but, yeah, fun night. It's going to keep getting better. It's... Uh, I'm not, I mean, it's already four weeks in. I mean, it just breezes by you. I mean, yeah, you know, it just, but still a long way to go, and that's good. I love football season. And it's nice covering games that are exciting and close. Yeah, I mean, covering blowouts every week, it can get kind of repetitive, but uh, these are the fun ones. Yeah, and sometimes we only get these a few times during the year, and so far this year we've had several. Yeah, I mean, it's it's not just one team. It's, it's a lot of teams are having fun this year. So um, a lot of contenders out there. Um, you might start to see some, you know, contenders starting to step away from the pretenders maybe a little bit at this point, but, uh, still a lot of ways to go. Um, um, so there's a lot of time left. Teams can still get that fifth win, maybe get that sixth win. So I'm, I'm excited though. Seasons just keep rolling on. So Ryan Stieg, thanks for your help this morning. You're listening to the ESPN UP coaches show on WZAM Ishpeming. I'm an addict. If football's on TV, I'm watching. And when I'm watching, there's only two things that will get me out of my recliner. And one of those is a trip to the buffet table. Ours always includes grilled brats and hot dogs on village hearth buns. At halftime, we bring out a huge platter of cold cut sandwiches made on country hearth multigrain bread. Baked right here in the Midwest, country hearth and village hearth breads and buns are always fresh and